What does it mean to be American? The answer is changing because the children of immigrants who began arriving to this country a half century ago are all grown up and their culture is becoming the new normal. This is the story of our America. I'm Rupa Shinoy and this is Otherhood. One, two, three, now! Until recently, Arun Roth hosted NPR's Weekend All Things Considered. He moved into a desk one cube away from me in the WGBH newsroom in Boston. Around the same time, a new show came out that a lot of people are talking about. It's a Netflix show called Master of None by Aziz Ansari. On the surface, the show is about an Indian-American actor in New York City who wrestles with universal issues like dating. But dig a little deeper, and it's about the children of immigrants who balance their parents' culture and this one, while not really belonging to either. And Arun could relate. I am so in love with the show, Rupa. I, I, I feel like I've been waiting for this show for, I don't know, I, it, feels, it feels dramatic to say my whole life, but there's not been a show about an Indian guy like this uh, my, my, my whole life. Not that I'm exactly like... Aziz, but I don't know. Well, I was single in New York City. There's a lot in there that I, I relate to. Did you know <laughs> you were that. waiting for it? Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe wasn't complaining about it, but but I, I definitely would have liked to have seen somebody more like myself on on screen. I mean, I, I noticed with, with my own kids, there's something really powerful about that. So I, I, I I'm actually I'm only really thinking about this just now talking to you. I'm actually feeling grateful to Aziz Ansari for for my kids because this is going to be. It'll be an old show by the time that they're, you know, <laughs> grown up. I think you might have said that it made you cry. Yeah, I, this was the, uh, the, the the second episode. I think I've watched about three or four. And if it weren't for my work, we got I would have completely binged and watched all of them. Uh, they're all very funny. Some of them are just, you know, pretty universal things about being single and dating in New York and, and, and the weirdness of, of that. But the second episode, which is about his father and uh, his his best friend character on on the show, is also Asian American. Mm-hmm. He's a Taiwanese of Taiwanese extraction. There's this wonderful sequence where we see them basically being very bratty. Do you mind if I describe this? Yeah. So the the dad is asking Aziz, "Could you please fix up this iPad for me? <sighs> Can I just do it later? I'm going to see this X Men movie. I don't want to miss the trailers. I gotta go. I'm not your personal computer guy." <laughs> And you see, it goes to a flashback of his childhood in India. And that was... And and then like four scenes, it kind of boils down, you know, his his, his struggle, his suffering, what he went through in America, everything to get Aziz where he is right Right. now. And then right back to Aziz being just a total brat. Yeah. I'm going to see this X-Men movie and I don't want to miss the trailers. I got to go. I'm not your personal computer guy. Okay. I'm older than Aziz, probably like 10, maybe 15 years. And I went through almost exactly the same thing when, when, when I was younger, when I all of a sudden realized what my parents had, had been through. You know, thinking about the sacrifice, I can get emotional about this as well, is that, that you know, my, my dad didn't want to, my dad was a physician. He didn't want to be a physician. He loved math. He wanted to be a mathematician so badly. And he was told, you're functionally the oldest. We, we need you to be a doctor. You're going to go to medical school. And there's this there's this great scene where as as he is, is is with his dad and there's this other old friend of his father and, and they're talking. At your age, your father had barely stopped working at the zipper factory. Zipper factory. Yep, I worked in zipper factory for two years to get money to go to medical school. You never told me about that. If he didn't come to America, you would probably be working in that same zipper factory now, making the holes. 
Instead, Dev lives in America, where his biggest problem is that the Wi-Fi in his apartment is messed up. Hey, that's a serious issue. Remember we were trying to watch that video of that guy who fell into his own wedding cake? That buffering took forever. And he finds out these things about his dad, and I went through exactly something like that. And with my dad, it was like, wait, you you were a Fabian socialist? When, when you're you're a total Republican conservative. No, what, wait, and, and getting all these amazing stories. I'm, I'm biracial. My, my father married an English woman. And obviously, you know, living in England in, in the early 60s, they had to deal with a lot of shit. I mean, I can imagine it, but but it's nothing like anything that I would have had to have to go through. Yeah. Nothing that they really talk about unless you kind of try to pull the stories out. And then when you do, they're 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 there, but yeah. there does seem like there's a certain reluctance. Why don't they talk about it? It's like our parents could be secret spies, and we'd never know. Right. Although they kind of answer their own question in this way, which is is really sweet. Uh, that that they don't talk about it because we never really asked them about. Yeah, <laughs> about that's true. It. So he has a dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, with both sets of parents, so one set of Taiwanese parents and one set of Indian parents. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, Brian and I just wanted to take you to a nice dinner to say thank you. You worked very hard, you came to this country, you gave us a better life, and we've never really shown our appreciation. So, uh, to our parents. What is this super special spicy Cheshwan chicken? Ramesh, why are you looking at that? You don't even eat spicy food. It is super special. Must be good. I didn't find this out until later. I know you didn't know it the first time you watched yeah. it. Those are his actual parents. Right. Which is kind of... Well, it's kind of amazing that they were able to pull that off, but also then you can see where, where that, that real chemistry, the, the realness of, of yeah, that yeah. Com comes through. I, apparently, I, I saw an interview. He had, I think, even auditioned some people and I guess that, that didn't go well, and so they ended up just uh, just pulling them in. Yeah, I, I was wondering, at one point they talk, he and his friend talk about how they can't do anything to impress their parents. Right. I told my dad I got a call back on the sickening. Oh, the Black Virus movie? That's great. Thank you. I told him, he's like, uh, okay, can you fix my iPad? How about, uh, hey son, great work, or uh, hey son, I'm proud of you. My experience generally, yes, Asian parents are sparing with praise. But there's an added factor here that Aziz is a struggling actor, and that's not something you typically see in the American children of Asian immigrants. Journalism isn't so typical either. How did your parents react to that? We need to say for, for people who, who, who aren't Asian or, or aren't Indian, that the idea of an arts career for just about any Asian parents is, is I mean... I, I don't know. I think like coming out would be probably less traumatic <laughs> than like I've actually talked to people who have said less coming out is less traumatic than yeah. saying I'm going to be like a dancer yeah. <laughs> to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, your Asian parents who worked really hard to get here and, and wanted to give you this, these opportunities and, and just to see you throw it all away <laughs> on, on an uncertain future. Yeah. I, actually, as I've been doing interviews for this podcast, it, it people who have an older sibling who became a doctor or engineer or something like that, then they let the younger sibling Oh my God, Rupa, that's me. That's that, me. That is, that is completely me. <laughs> that's me too. My, yeah. my brother's a lawyer who, you know, did the more kind of sensible path. It was difficult because there, there was skepticism, you know, that, that I could be a journalist and, and make a good living. But there was support. And for a couple of reasons, I, I think one was like the experience with, with, my, with my brother where ultimately, you know, he ended up, not being a doctor, but doing something that he, he pursued. And, and you know, I, I think my dad, in the, in the end, there, there's, a, there's a moment that's kind of like this, uh, you know, actually a few moments like this in the Z's, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, Z's Ansari show. They do kind of connect, and his father, like, has this moment with him on, on the phone. Hello. Hey, Dad. What's going on? 
I just took Dr. Ramasamy to the train station. What's up with you, man? Nothing much. Is everything okay? I just met with those movie people and uh, I am not going to get that part. It's okay. Me and mom were watching your Go-Get commercial. You did a good job, man. Did you show the YouTube to them? No, you don't usually show YouTube clips at auditions. But thank you. Well, it's okay. You will get into the next one. That also got me emotional because a similar thing actually happened, I, I, I'd say, with, 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 with my parents, where, you know, those kind of emotional walls are, are, are down. Like, they, they, they'll tell me they're, they're proud of me and we'll talk about more, more of this kind of stuff. Well, going back to the fact that he wanted to be a mathematician and wasn't able You're to. You're dead. Yeah. And he came around to a point where I, I was in my late 20s and he actually said to me, do what you love. You got to do what you love. And, and that's kind of, you know, follow, follow that and you will be successful that way. That's a huge thing as, as, as a turnaround to instead of having, you know, you know, you, you can't do that. that that's, that's ridiculous. Do something sensible. But don't you think you know? that's reflective of where they are in their lives? Like after uh, the yeah. years right after they come to this country, they're like, stability, you know. Yeah. And then eventually as they become more affluent, they loosen up. Right. So was it okay for you to be an NPR person? This, this, this sounds kind of funny, but, but when I was a production assistant at NPR, when I was maybe, maybe 25, 26 years old, I, I got sent to the Asian American Journalist Association convention representing NPR because I was the highest ranking Asian there that, that, would, that would go. I mean, Chito Raghavan was there at the time, but <laughs> she, she like for some reason wasn't able to or, or didn't want to go. So, <laughs> and I actually... Uh, I'll, I'll admit this. When they asked me about this, my, my reaction was, "Oh, there's an Asian American journalist." Okay, so that that was my kind of introduction to identity politics for for being an Indian American journalist. I mean, it came out like one of the things when when the show when uh, I first got on Weekend All Things Considered, like something identified me as like the the first Indian American host of a national public radio show. And I thought, oh yeah, I guess. I guess that's probably right. And I always <laughs> love that you you pronounce your name like your name. Well, I, I, I've you know, I, I used to I used to always say wrath, and um, you know, at, at some point it kind of it, it kind of got more important for me. I mean, also, part of it is also as being a radio person, and it was also actually when I was doing on the media, and and, and Brooke was uh, was doing the credits, and she was saying, you know, well, you know, how, how to say your name? And I said, well, you know, it's most people just say say wrath, so they spell it right. It's like, no, how do you? How do you say it? How? What is a proper way to say your name? Mm-hmm. And and she was like really serious in that point. And I, I think yeah, Brooke Gladstone. Credit credit Brooke. Can we talk about the Indian actors episode? Yeah, the one where <laughs> they go into casting and they're asked to do an Indian accent, even though they sound like everyone else American. I want to try it again, but this time we need you to do an accent. You mean like an Indian accent? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'd rather not. I just feel kind of weird doing that voice. Is that okay? You know, Ben Kingsley did an accent in Gandhi, and he won the Oscar for it, so... But he didn't win the Oscar just for doing the accent. I mean, it wasn't an Oscar for Best Indian Accent. Also, it might be strange to play Gandhi and talk like I'm talking now. I would argue that the same could be said of this cab driver. I would argue that that's kind of a weird argument to make. Okay. And th- there is an actor who's a friend of his who, who's happy to do the Indian accent. And this actually note is true about Aziz Ansari is that he actually 
ended up missing out on roles because he refused to do that. I mean, he, he's like you or I. He grew up in America. This is how we talk, you know, and, you know, we can do, you know, put on that, 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 that thing. But he refused to do that, which makes me kind of love him because now he is on a show talking like himself. Yeah. This actually, the, the show starts out, he has a montage of, of Indian characters on, on TV. Mm-hmm. Chilled monkey brains. And there are representations that we saw growing up. Like the Simpsons clerk a character. Poo. Yeah. Ooh, somebody's having a party. You know, I, I've had some intense conversations about Apu with, <laughs> with, with other, other Daisies. I was an Apu apologist for, for, for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that coming. No, I, I, I was big on Apu. Like, when I was growing up, and again, I'm a little bit older th- than you, there were no Indian characters at all. And the ones that were, were there were kind of ridiculous to, to an extreme. And Apu for how, you know, I, I get how he is offensive. But on The Simpsons, he was actually, the times that they took with his character, even though, you know, it, it was a, a white guy doing that kind of generic Indian accent, mm. they at times portrayed him with a certain depth and complexity and at times also kind of winked at the fact that he was a stereotype. Now, Rupa, I've come to realize that I have a different kind of sense of this growing up when I did, when I've actually talked to people that are younger than me that, that got called a poo, you know, you know, as, as, an, as an insult and, and like and not in, in, in a funny way. And I've come to realize that there are sometimes, you know, things that I can take ironically, even down to like, you know, I, I would goof around like with friends, with white friends and, and, and do like, the, you know, the Indian yeah, they love to hear accent thing. They yeah, and they would eat it up. And but there's there's a time where like. You know, this is why Dave Chappelle kind of walked away from his show, right? Where he was doing these characters and, and he was wondering, well, are the white people getting the irony of this? Or are they laughing at the minstrelly right. quality of it? Right. Which is weird. And and I don't know, the, the Aziz Ansari kind of just pulls that all apart. Yeah. But you, so you were an apologist because you were just so grateful to see a representation. I thought people like, what's so bad about Apu? It's a comedy show. They've winked at the fact that he's a stereotype. There have been times when like they had this episode about h- him becoming an American citizen. And, you know, the aspects of his Indian life were portrayed like, you know, they didn't like screw up who Ganesh was or like th- things that I'm used to people just getting completely yeah. wrong. <laughs> like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie made which me was, so mad. It, it's kind of nice that, that being a parent in, in the digital, you know, uh, uh, age of being able to watch things in, in time delay, you can actually pull together 20 years worth of diversity. So, like, you can watch Mulan, you know, if you want to have, like, you know, an Asian-American or an Asian woman who, who's, like, you know, kick-ass and, and, and awesome. And, and you can, like, you know, pick and choose and pull all these things together. Um, but it's, again, it was powerful about that montage at the beginning of that show when, when you see, like, you know, think about like you know what was what was a kid on Johnny Quest like Haji or, mm-hmm. or the character in Short Short Circuit. Oh my God, that thing! And again, like when we were young, like this was a guy who was in brownface. Yeah, playing, I had no playing idea. Indian. I had no idea. Well, it's a great joke in the episode because yeah. all these Indians watched that and we we're like, "Yay, there's an Indian character!" And he like he he gets the girl and he's the lead. And then as he points out, they got a white guy to play an Indian guy with the rope. The Robo movie with Johnny Five. Wait, you don't know this? Wait, which Indian guy are you talking about? Dude. That guy's a white guy. The robot or the Indian? The Indian guy is a white guy. That's Fisher Stevens. They use brown face makeup. Wait, what? Yeah, they got a real robot and a fake Indian. 
I'm sorry, man. I'm just... Wow, I'm experiencing a lot of emotions right now. That... If you haven't, for people who haven't read the New York Times piece, read that because Aziz actually went and talked to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great story. It's actually a nice guy, the white guy that, that played, uh, I forget his name, in, in the movie. You got to credit Aziz because he has this kind of affable quality about him where you can talk about racism and not also condemn people. Like, like there's this scene where it, it's, it's funny on a whole different level about how he, he takes care of this, this friend's kids for a couple of hours and they just kind of kick his ass, which is funny because people who don't have kids, you kind of realize you know, how, how tough it can be. But they draw this little picture of him as a thank you. And it's like him and Aziz and he's got this super brown face. They colored brown. <laughs> and Aziz has this cute reaction. He's like, oh, it's a little racist, but thanks. Oh, that's a little bit racist. That's nice, though. <laughs> so, but it's it's like the attitude, right? If 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 we're not, I'm not saying that it's wrong to get deeply offended and get really angry about stuff. That that that's that's fine and acceptable. But also, like, if we can have a kind of fun back and forth about it, in in, in a way that helps everybody, yeah. right? And this 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 subtle stuff. So subtle stuff is, is is hard. I was having a conversation with my son, with my nine year old son, about this just two days ago where he was asking me about, about, about racism and encountering racism. And I, I told him how, like, there were, like, maybe two things I could recall where it was an overt kind of slur. And, like, one was when I was a kid. And, like, aside from that, but and I told him, I don't know, I, I don't know if I like the term microaggressions, but, like, there, there are all these things where, where you wonder, where it's not quite clear, where, uh, I mean, Dave Chappelle had this bit about it, where, where is, 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 some, is that person racist or are they just an asshole? You know, or right. is, is it a, are they, are they, they have it in for me because I'm brown or, or for some other reason <laughs> you're right. trying to kind of suss out what it is? Or, or are there other times where it is more obvious where, where like, you know, somebody's just being, it's not, you know, it's not somebody oppressing you, but if somebody's like, oh, your English is, you, you speak English so <laughs> well. Like, yeah, dude, because I was born in, in Boston. Do you think it did something for people to see and hear a Asian NPR host? I like to think so. I, I, I mean, in, in terms of how I sound, I mean, well, that's that, that thing, you know, like, you know, I don't, I was going to say, well, I don't know if I sound Indian, but I do sound Indian, just like Aziz Ansari sounds Indian and you sound Indian and like anybody who's, who's a Desi, like this is what we sound like as whoever we are as, as Americans. So I, I think maybe it's good to have an Indian on who does sound like an American. And it's hard for me to say like how I sound. I, I know that, you know, because of my upbringing, there are questions that I, that I might ask that, that, you know, somebody of, you know, just of a different background might not ask. I also know a lot of the, the sort of guests that we would have on the show. I was very proud of the couple of years. And, and this, I also, you know, it wasn't just me. It was a fantastic staff that we had. But we did, I think, a good job of getting a very diverse range of people on the on, on the And program. that was important to you? Yeah, very, very, very important. Yeah. We're doing okay. There could be more Asians in public broadcasting. There could be more people of color in general in public broadcasting. I think there could also be more conservative Christians in public broadcasting. There are certain groups which you don't see as much. I mean, and, and they're, you know, about as rare as, as Asians yeah. or, or any, any other group. And, and the thing about diversity for, for me, I, I do think there's a moral component to it and, and being brown and, and, you know, being a minority, like obviously I have my experience about that. But I don't know if this is more important, but uh, maybe as important is that it makes your news better. If you have a diverse newsroom, you have perspectives that you wouldn't have otherwise. And it, it's like, like anything, you know, uh, when you have more people asking skeptical questions of things you might not have thought about before, 
you make corrections. You, you, you do news in a way that's smarter and more informed, and it just makes your, your product better. Okay, so that being the case... And our ratings were up on Weekend, All Things Considered, I'm having sure more diverse people, so it also people tune in as well. It's it's funny because this is again going back to Aziz's show, like something that's really hilarious because he's got they're they're both he and this actor are both going in for the same part, mm-hmm. and they both do really well, and they find out that it, it, there are like three guys in the show, they can't have two of them be Indian. Why can't there be two Indian people in the show? You know why why is it me or Ravi? Why can't there be two? Okay, look, I'll be frank with you. If I do a show with two Indian guys on the poster. Everyone's going to think it's an Indian show. It wouldn't be as, you know, relatable to a large mainstream audience. Yeah, but you would never say that about a show with two white people. Every show has two white people. People don't say that. People don't watch True Detective and go, oh, there's that white detective show, you know? Look, but just to be clear, that's not me. Okay, that's the public. Jerry Danvers, you know, would, would love to see two Indian people on a show. Who cares, right? But yeah, we're just not at that point. We're not at that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, we're, we're not, you know, Asians and gays. We're not at the two of them on the show yet. So what does it mean that we no longer have an Asian NPR host? Hmm. Well, I, I'm just trying to think if, if is, is, that, is it actually true? Is there anybody, podcasts that are going on? Um, hmm. And, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think of any others. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm happy with the diversity right now in, in the host lineup. It's it, it's it, you know, I'm I'm happy that that uh, Michelle Martin is is back on on the air. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be best. It would have been nicer if we didn't have to like you know trade an African American host for for a Daisy host. Who- to my knowledge, there's nobody at NPR management who says that we can only have two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have not seen that 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 email. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's 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 funny. I hadn't really nobody's put that question to me, and. You know what? I, I I don't think my bosses would be mad at me to say like if, if they were to say because I, I think everybody would like to have more diversity in, in public broadcasting and in public radio. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like it if there were another Asian host on a national show. Still, I think I think yeah, I I, I can say now that I've just considered this for for a moment. All things considered, uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm a little bit sad that there's not an Asian host of an NPR news show. It's a weird thing, you know, what what is what is the equation on that? What 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 is the math? Like are are we by our numbers like should there be at least, you know, one Asian host on NPR given the numbers of Asians in in, in America like Well, I in case you need an anecdote, mm-hmm. it, it did something for me to hear you on oh, the radio. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I I was listening to you before I was ever interested in, in NPR. And it made me think that it was possible. Like, I maybe I could belong there. No kidding. There. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my, my pleasure. I never talk about stuff like this. So yeah, this, why this not? This great. Well, part of it is, is being, you know, a news journalist. Honestly, um, journalists aren't supposed to give their opinions yeah. as much. And, and bosses get uncomfortable about that. And not unreasonably so. But, you know... Cultural stuff is an area where I feel like I'm, you know, I can talk about being Indian since yeah. I'm an Indian. You know, I, I feel like maybe the, this this new vanguard of shows, of things, things like like Aziz Ansari's show, I'm hoping it's going to be like Goodness Gracious Me in, in Britain. I don't know that. Rupa. <laughs> you have to, the second we're out of here, you have to go on Google and put Goodness Gracious Me. Okay. Goodness Gracious Me was a BBC show, a sketch comedy show, a Daisy 
sketch comedy show. Whoa, really? Yeah. When? Oh, uh, gosh. They, they probably went off the air like at least 10 years ago. Hmm. Hilarious stuff. Stuff that's very specific at times about Indian culture. Like, like things that would be like about your relatives that you would think only you would laugh at. And the, the Brits ate it up. I mean, yeah, it, it ran for multiple more, seasons. I mean, not integrated, and, but they're more present in right. that, in that it's culture. A, it's a much bigger chunk of, of, of the society there. But, I mean, I, I kind of think we're maybe getting to a similar point. I mean, uh, again, I, I hope that uh, people, you know, the people that loved Aziz on, on Parks and Recreation, like, hopefully they'll come over and, and watch this thing. Again, there's stuff like the first episode is just about dating stuff in yeah. New York. It's universal. Even the getting to know your parents as an adult thing, that's kind of universal, yeah. too. I mean, a lot of people go through that. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing with me. You bet. Happy to. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Otherhood. Next time I'll talk to Goodwin Liu, an associate justice of the California Supreme Court and the child of Taiwanese immigrants. I, I actually was going to be a doctor, like so many uh, Asian Americans. And my parents have been doctors. I had an older brother who became a doctor. Luckily, he became a surgeon. So that left you free. Yeah, as, as one Asian American once joked with me, um, you know, people always say, at least not both of you ended up being complete disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Hare Krishna, Hare Ram. Hare Krishna, Hare Ram.